I'm Russ Kickle, and on this episode of American Reef, we get to talk to Kevin Berta, one of the owners of Top Shelf Aquatics, about some of the design considerations that he put in place when he implemented a new system down there at Top Shelf Aquatics in Central Florida. When I say system, I mean this system is like the largest, we'll say, nano fish slash invert system. I know for sure in Florida, but I believe probably in the United States. And it's a really cool system. And when I got to talking with Kevin, they had just installed it. And uh, they were probably two weeks away from basically adding fish to it. And what we got to do is talk to Kevin about his design considerations when he built that system. Um, and again, what's cool about it is that they've already have other systems in their shop that have been up and running for five years. So they've kind of learned on, you know, any kind of issues or mistakes that they had in that system built upon that to create this system. And where I think it's practical, at least for the normal hobbyist, is the fact that we all, again, want to design and build systems in our house. And you can take some of the uh, lessons that they learned and incorporate it into your systems. And even if you're going to build like a quarantine system, for example, again, tons of information in this video that will help you kind of do that ultimately at a high-end scale, but again, very useful, very practical. And that's the reason for the video. Uh, also, last week's video, I talked about a product that basically I used in that tank tank to help with the cleaning of the glass and basically scraping algae maintenance, that kind of stuff. And so I got a lot of emails on that, what product, and it is the Tunzi Care Bacter, right? Um, do a Google search, it'll show up there. Um, ultimately, again, what the product has done for me is it has limited the amount of time that I have needed to basically wipe the algae off the glass. And I really think a lot about the product. Actually, so much so that I actually added to the website, uh, to the American Reef HPD store. So if you can't find it anywhere, you can always pick it up there as well. Again, Tunzi Care Bacter. Now with that being said, let's hear what Kevin has to say about this new specialty system. First of all, this is new. 
Oh yeah, this is our new invert system. We're gonna be housing a whole bunch of livestock in here. Yeah. Tearing down the old system that's been here since we uh, opened the shop. So, pretty excited about this one. It's been a work in progress for a little while. So, okay, first of all, my, like I told you, my jaw dropped when I came down here just to see the beautiful blue and black and, and all the little cells, right? But that being said, first of all, how many, I mean, oh, okay, let me step back. How long have you been working on it and planning a lot? Because to me, it looked like you put a lot of planning uh, in It's there. been in the designs for over a year now. I mean, okay. we've been hoping to get things rolling. We went through a couple different acrylics companies to finally get somebody who could get it put together exactly how we wanted it yeah. and get everything wrapped up. But uh, now that it's running, we're super excited. You know, yeah. the biggest difference, what we were trying to accomplish is, is have a lot more individual specimen cubicles so we could display a lot more variety of inventory for our customers to come through and check out all the interesting livestock and you know, new stuff that we can get in and, you know, maybe keep a few more oddballs in there, you know, like the calico <laughs> crabs or frogfish and stuff like that. So we'll be keeping a lot of your, um, you know, smaller gobies in here too, some dragonets, things that are a little more sensitive to the copper treatments in our other system, along with cleaners and crabs, snails, shrimp, all that, that fun stuff. And now, okay, so with this, is it just kind of like one central filtration system or is it... How's that? How's it kind of? Yeah, up? we have the whole system tied together, mm -hmm. running on one main filtration system, which is with polishing filter socks, big protein skimmer. Uh, we have bio pellet reactor. We're running a bio media reactor too for stability. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, we have a separate external refugium to house a variety of different macroalgae to keep this thing clean and promote growth of planked in to feed a lot of the more sensitive fish and invertebrates that are going to be in here. So, um, you know, if you want to take a look, we have all that stuff available. Okay, so first of all, that's a hell of a sum. You think it's big enough? Yeah, that'll <laughs> work. How many gallons is that bad boy? Oh gosh, I don't even know. Yeah. I'd say probably 200 gallons worth yeah, of capacity. Yeah, that's a heck yeah, heck you yeah. Know, you know, biggest thing that we had with the old system mm -hmm. is you know, the socks would be clogging and overfilling pretty frequently so we right. wanted to really expand that make sure that we weren't bypassing bypassing any of the waste in this system so we have right. about seven filter <laughs> socks polishing i would say about the two hammerhead golds probably about eight thousand gph turnover throughout the whole system uh, as a whole we got a very large reef octopus skimmer that we're going to be running here to pull out all that waste and in addition to that, you know, running the bio pellets to keep the nitrates down for some of your more, in, you know, sensitive invertebrates and right. fish and things like that. Now, on top of that, in the new system, we really wanted to expand the refugium. The previous one just couldn't really keep up with the demand of the system. So, right. in addition to the main sump, we went ahead and put in a whole nother large multi-compartment system, which this isn't running currently, but we're gonna get it fired up next week when, once the lights come in. And then we're gonna house multiple species of macroalgae here, compartmentalized so we can keep them all separate, kind of show off different types of refugium options. So some of these will be running bare bottom with tumbling chato, some of them will have dragon's breath, some of them will be calerpa, you know, maybe one or two different varieties, maybe have mangroves in there, you know, with miracle mud as well in a couple of the compartments to help with trace elements and you know nitrogen breakdown 
Uh, on top of that, we have the UV sterilizers going in. So I got one of the two stacked up in the side. It's about your height, I would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're waiting to get the second one torn out of the old system to run them paired together just to keep mm -hmm. any infections under control, you know, bacteria completely wiped out, all the algae under control as well. So we just really wanted to go above and beyond to keep the health of the system top notch. So, so let's talk about that just for a second, mm -hmm. right? Because again, you hear like some people say, oh man, I wouldn't run a UV, mm -hmm. I would run a UV. For, so for a new hobbyist, mm -hmm. do you recommend UV sterilization? Do you not recommend UV? I mean, I was kind of the same way initially mm -hmm. about being negative on UV. I heard a lot of people saying that, right. you know, it's just going to take a lot of the good stuff out. But right. these days I run them on most of my tanks, reef tanks included, mm -hmm. because you can always put them on timers. You can sure. run them at a lower wattage. Uh, as well and in general it really helps control uh, a myriad of issues that you might encounter like algae problems especially bacterial infections people don't even think not necessarily even with fish right. sometimes with things like brown jelly infections or some funky bacterial infections we've seen with some of the uh, montipora and acropora it can help keep that stuff in check as well uh, in addition to the clarity you're going to get when you run a uv is excellent you know, a lot less algae too in the system. And a lot of the other stuff that you would want to put in is going to be supplemented with food that sure. you're going to be putting in the system too. You know, like phytoplankton supplements, refroids, things like that, that a lot of people are going to be dumping in. So, sure. you know, I would say it's not really stripping things out, but if you're nervous about that, you can more just run it if you had a outbreak of ick or something like that. Sure, so to your point, Put it on you can always shut it off mm -hmm. but it's better to have and not need than need and not have exactly yep right. more as a backup or yeah. using it sparingly ah, good idea so now then back to this system right so you've got it on there you're going to put another one on it mm -hmm. right? and then you'll have two and then again is that plugged directly into the filtration system uh i'll say the filtration before the refugium or is it in the refugium side of it or how does that how does that work? Well, pretty much it feeds off a manifold valve which mm -hmm. runs through the UVs in series mm -hmm. to get maximum exposure time so that way we'll be able to wipe out not only algae, bacteria, but also parasites that would be passing through. And then the output of that would be feeding the refugium. Since the refugium doesn't need very high turnover for its effect all that's gonna go straight into there so we're not taking away from any of the turnover in the main system. Got it, perfect. And so on the refugium side of it, mm -hmm. um, you said you had, again, four of the macroalgaes in there. Are you planning on pruning that thing a lot and feeding it or just pruning it or how does that you know, tie Well, in? being in a retail setting, mm -hmm. I think we would naturally prune it a lot, hopefully by selling a good mm -hmm. majority of it. But a lot of times when we get in, you know, picky tangs and angelfish, a lot of those ones that just won't eat the prepared foods we're giving them, right. a lot of times we'll supplement macroalgaes into their diet, get them going to the point where they start scarfing that stuff down and then maybe transition them to seaweed and some of the pellet food and flake food and all that. Um, on top of that, you know, if we have to throw it out, you can always have to go that route too. Right, Typically right. with the lights we're running these days, I mean, it, it does, grow extremely fast with the right. amount of waste being produced in the system. Right. You know, we would be using um, part of it 
some of the Ecotech Radions. Right. Big fans of those. You know, you also have the option of storing other things down there like anemones and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And being that the spectrum can be fine-tuned, you can really dial in what the plants need as well. Right. Um, another product out there, the Kessels. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with the Floras. Yes. Those yes. ones are excellent too, really dialed in just naturally for the spectrums for the uh, plant growth too. So we're probably going to be running both of those just to kind of contrast those cool. options and show our customers, you know, which sure. ones they might want to use at home. Sure, sure. And now, uh, again, with uh, the system here, mm -hmm. um, is the plan to kind of um, experiment or just more of a showcase? Now, there's, you know how Bulk Reef will experiment to see which light does better or worse mm -hmm. or whatever, or is your more of a, uh, Mr. Customer, this is so you can see. I would say we're always experimenting. Sure. You know, but at the end of the day, it's more demonstrating the products and letting people make up their mind. But obviously, the right. one that performs the best, I would say we would probably be recommending the most. Right. So only time will tell in that regard. But, right. you know, I think both lights would have their merit. Right. And obviously, there's a big price gap between right. them, too. So it just comes down to what's best for the customer overall. Right. and you know, let them make that choice. Yeah, I see it was a loaded question mm -hmm. because, again, I know that you're all about your customers, so that's mm -hmm. why I set it up for you mm -hmm. so you can see the reason why you want to come here is so the customers can actually see, feel, and touch. Yeah, right? exactly. And in the long run, we're actually thinking about maybe putting a viewing window in here too yeah. and adjusting the doors just to make it on display so people can right. walk up and actually see that. I guess it's going to make more work for us having to keep it clean, but you know, at the end of the day, that's no big deal. We got good people here. Exactly. And as far as specimens, how many how many do you think you can house here approximately? Well, as you can see, the big goal with this system was to have lots of barriers and small compartments. Now, we did a step-down tier system, so pretty much in the space that you would normally have one set of tanks, we were able to capture two rows, being that most of the stuff in here doesn't need a real high water height or, right. or any significant water volume overall. So, you know, a lot of your pistol shrimps and gobies and things like that, we won't have to put in, you know, jars to keep them sure. together. We can pair them off in these cubicles, you know, some of which would have sand, some of which would have, um, you know, bare bottom for a lot of the snails and stuff. Sure. And we don't have to worry about a lot of the aggression issues that we encountered in the old system. Sure. You know, without having a lot of separation, sometimes we'd come in, there would be a, you know, freight fin on a fish here, a, a ding here, and that sort of thing. And we even had some terrible experiences with uh, <laughs> some wild crabs that would crawl over and demolish a couple fish, unfortunately. So we sure. have lids for each uh, cubicle as well. So uh -huh. you know, hopefully all those issues will be prevented and we won't have to worry about jumpers as well. Ah, very good. Yep. You know, I've also noticed that it seems to be a, the light, you have the ability to control lights at different levels, right? Mm -hmm. um, well, the way we set it up is we're actually going to get some wireless control. Okay. And I'll be able to turn off the whites and the blues independently. Okay. So we do plan on keeping anemones and okay. things like that in here as well, maybe some mushroom corals, some mm -hmm. other softies and stuff. So we think that it'll be you know, a good way of displaying those things sure. as well, just to be able to get that kind of pop in here. Sure. Show it off a lot better. Sure. And then from a pure, we'll say, hobbyist standpoint, mm -hmm. right? Um, if if they would put one of these in their basement, right? <laughs> that would be a heck of an endeavor. Because that's what I would want to do, right? That's why I said as soon as I said that, I'm like, ah. Hey, I'm all about it. If you need I know, help, right? we can get it set up for you or refer you to a builder. 
But um, I would say this is probably, you know, more of a section that you would yes. set up for a quarantine or experiment system, something like that. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. If, if you were a hobbyist and you wanted to set something like, mm -hmm. like this section up, Mm -hmm. You know, okay, let's put your hobbyist there because you are a hobbyist, right? Yeah, and, definitely. And, and stuff like that. Um, you know, A, if you would do that, right, um, would, what are the lessons you'd, you've learned by building it yourself now because you've done it now? And, you know, what would you do maybe a little bit differently? And, you know, again, having doing it in your basement, say, in your house. I mean, I would just make sure you have adequate flow in the compartments. Mm -hmm overall a very large filtration system because if you're trying to house a lot of small critters obviously this is a fairly low water volume relative to what they would prefer mm -hmm. so you'd have to make up for that by having a lot of that contained into your filtration mm -hmm. you know and if you're again trying to experiment or use it as a quarantine system you're probably going to be feeding pretty heavily too so by having that extra space down below it really help you um, you know keep things on point you know a lot of I would say clownfish breeders would probably be interested in something like this to house a lot of different, you know, specimens and right. stages and that sort of thing too. Right, right. And right. by having a large refugium, you could be feeding ten times a day and you know get away with it without right. your nitrates and phosphates going sky high. Right, right, right. Exactly. Well, I guess to that point, if they need help and you like to build one, are you available for for hire? <laughs> <laughs> yep, we're always willing to build whatever you want. We have some pretty good custom acrylics people that we're working with. You know, we uh, had Windrider Creations mm -hmm. set this one up for us. They did a heck of a job. You know, mm -hmm. the previous company we were working with didn't really come through with mm -hmm. what they had promised us. So we mm -hmm. ended up switching and, you know, those guys definitely did a great job on this setup. So we're thrilled to have it all up and running now and, you know, hopefully have livestock all transferred in here maybe by the end of the week or early next week. Nice. Hey, let's go take a look at the old system. Let's see what you're moving sure. from. <laughs> yep. Well, this, this old system was one of the original ones, the last system that we're replacing from when we first opened the store. And that was, what, five years ago, six years ago? Yeah, about, you know, a little over five years. Okay. So at this point, you can see it's breaking down. We have a lot of worn out paint. Okay. I mean, these were tanks that we picked up secondhand from some guy's backyard in Tampa off a of Craigslist, you know everyone starts somewhere so we right. gradually replaced it and getting um, everything moved over and I can't wait to take the sledgehammer to this <laughs> we have doors down here that don't really come off all the way so we're itching to get it ripped out I bet, right? and these animals too can't wait to get a little better home more space sure. uh, better water quality overall so I bet in a big way right mm -hmm. Well, so, okay, so that means by the time this video comes out, right, mm -hmm. uh, basically Top Shelf is going to have a, a living kind of invert and, what would you call it, invert and specialty fish section up and running? Yeah, I mean, again, more of the fish yeah. that are more sensitive to the uh, medications like yes. copper, you know, things like that. Yeah. Dragonettes, ones like uh, seahorses, small gobies, mm -hmm. mostly the fish that don't necessarily pop up with ick and you know those sorts of parasites but again we'll be running heavy uv sterilizer for all those things as well um, but overall yeah i mean we you can look through here you can see a lot of the stuff that we'd be housing a lot of nano fish you know your hector's gobies blennies dragonettes jawfish um, mostly that kind of stuff so it'll be the biggest in florida 
We sure hope so. <laughs> I know it's going to be the biggest system in Central Florida. I would say hands down probably Florida, but we'll have to look into it. Good deal. Yep. Well, if you're in a neighborhood, stop by, right? All right, yep. <laughs> and if everybody, if they forget your name? I'm Kevin Berta at Top Shelf Aquatics. There you go. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you.